Welcome to Gaming Casual, the gaming podcast where we talk about games casually. I'm your host, Sedge, and I'm joined by my co-host, Lightsaber Ninja. A.K.A. King Cagle. And Control Freak. Folks. And Twilight. This time, we're not talking about D&D. This time, yeah. Nope, we're back to standard old video games now. <laughs> back to the back to the norm. So what's everybody been playing this week, Light? Uh, somebody else go first. Okay. Control? Uh, I've gotten back into Monster Hunter. Yeah, finally. you've been checking out, checking out the Iceborne DLC, right? Yeah. Burned through the rest of the uh, primary campaign because I hadn't beaten it on PC. Uh, and then started up the Iceborne. Not too far into it yet. I've only hunted the first two monsters. How are you liking it so far, though? I like the new region. It's... I mean, everything about Monster Hunter has always been extremely pretty for uh, Monster Hunter World. Some of the original Monster Hunters, not so much. Uh, <laughs> but no, the uh, the new environments are really nice. The new monsters are pretty cool. First one was a frozen version of something you fought kind of before. So you fight it once when it's a mud monster, basically. It looks like a... Uh, uh, I can't even oh, think of it right. The, the eel-like thing? Yeah. So you fight thing. it. Yeah, you fight it in the mud. Then you fight that thing in lava. Now it's another iteration of it in ice. Except this one doesn't look like an eel. It looks like a plated shark. Ooh. Yeah, land shark. Pretty much. Everyone loves a land shark. I forget what the name of those are in D&D. Land Sharks. Is it literally just Land Shark? I wouldn't be surprised. Bullet. Fair enough. <laughs> oh yeah, the bullets. That's what they're called. So they're basically just bullet bills with teeth? Yeah. Actually, Kinda, bullet yeah. bills have teeth, I think. Yeah. Honestly, so I almost had maybe... With I almost you guys run into those instead of Lamia. <laughs> they still have you run into those. <laughs> There's not many desert monsters. No, there are not. So but, you're liking uh, Ice, Iceborne so far, though? Yeah. Um, it's a little bit of a drastic spike in terms of your equipment. Because in Core World, you start off getting like low-tier equipment. goes from, I think it's like 30 or 45 up to like 70. Then you get to high-tier, which starts at 60, goes up to 80. 90 range and then you go to master tier which is uh everything for iceborne and it starts at 114 for like defensive ratings so it's like you just you're building all this stuff and it's a logical progression then you get to the iceborne dlc and it's like all right we're gonna make this big leap for your armor and technically for armor you just need like pieces of that tier of monster for weapons, mm. however, you have to build all of the things leading up to a specific weapon to continue on yeah. building for it. So I'm sitting here like, yeah, I've got all this great armor, but I've never built any of the previous weapons because I burned through those monsters so quick. I didn't build up a stockpile of their corpses, I guess. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't do the grinding to get higher tier gear like you needed. Yeah, for at least for my weapon. So I'm sitting here like, I need to build a new weapon. 
but to build these new weapons, I have to build through the old ones. So I'm sitting here in this beefy-ass armor, just looking at these low-tier, high-tier mobs now, and I'm just like, you're, you're about to get shit on. Good luck with that, as I bust out my sword and shield, which is not as intimidating as, say, the greatsword or a hammer. I should build the greatsword. I haven't really <laughs> used it. I go Great. through literally, I've never played a Monster Hunter. I mean, I've tried. And I disagree. I think they've always graphically looked great. But uh, I literally go through the exact same process with my toilet. I grab my sword and shield. I look at it. I say, you're about to get shit on. You uh, shit on your toilet. That uh, <laughs> it sounds messy. Yeah, most people shit in their toilet. Wait, the foot bath? Oh, God. He lives his life upper decking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah fun fact like the tank on the back is not the toilet that is not where you poop get out of town um but no going away from the toilet humor so literal yeah, that's literal toilet humor yep that that has been kind of my primary game to play and then uh other than that you've dragged me into some more world of warships we did some Civ. Still shooting yep. for that cultural victory when we start up again. And then I've been downloading a bunch of new songs for my time in Beat Saber. You do realize you just gave away your plan to everybody. Oh, yeah. Podcasts. On oh, the, yes. Except, in the battle. Except everyone else has already made agreements on their battle plan. I am not the target. Besides, it also <laughs> takes a very long time for cultural victories to actually happen. Yeah. You're no. just relying on me building up my army so then you can just beat me in the end with the cultural. I'm, I'm just I'm biding my time by not being a threat. It's like I'm not going to be attacking you, so as long as you don't attack me, we cool. It takes so long to see bloodshed in that game. At least well, with you guys. Yeah, cuz I'm not an asshole. Well, and also we want the bloodshed to look cool, so we want like actual high tier units coming out, like riflemen and submarines and battleships and all that. Like, I just sit on yeah, artillery, line yeah, everything fine. with Me artillery. <laughs> hey, that's how I used to win Supreme Commander too. I just made a bottleneck of artillery into my base, and then his units would come in. It'd be artillery, anti-aircraft gun, artillery, anti-aircraft gun. Hmm. Nothing could come in. Yep. But outside of that, there were a couple other minor games, but I'll let you talk about it because that was one you did with a group. I played it solo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I am glad I got you back into World of Warships a little bit, though, because we had a couple of really good matches. A lot of really bad matches, but a couple of really good ones. Oh, hey, there's a battleship. My engines are shot. Yep, I'm just gonna sit here and wait to Engines die. repaired. Engines damaged. God damn it. Every time. Every time. Uh, but we did have that one good match where we hunted down both of the enemy carriers. Yeah. And caught them both with their pants down. Because they weren't expecting two destroyers to come out from behind an island. You. It's like, hello, we snuck around your entire fleet. It's time for you to die. And then you blew up your own teammate. That's his <laughs> stupid... That was his stupid fault for sailing in front of me. Uh -huh. But yeah, that's uh, 
in terms of my own gaming, that is what I have been up to. Fair enough. Why you got anything? Corona. Why uh, you got anything new to report, or just more Witcher? More Witcher. Pretty much just Witcher. Fair enough. Hitting monsters with swords. <laughs> yep. Twice playing Monster Hunter, but not Monster Hunter. I say it's better than Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter with less skinning. Yeah. You get to rip off their heads and show them as a trophy. That is pretty metal, honestly. But to be fair, in, in Monster, Monster Hunter, Hunter, you get to I wear their head. Yeah, I skinned them and wear their head. Yeah. So it's... Both are pretty metal. Light, you got anything? Yeah, I've been playing a couple things. Okay. Um, First, I just want standard reminder that... The makers of Plague Inc. have a game called Rebel Inc., and it's amazing. You say standard reminder like you say that every week. I've said it before. Like I've, I've talked <laughs> you about it. You have said it before. Week. I'm just saying, I wouldn't really call that a standard It's getting reminder. standardized now. Oh, God. Every week, he's just going to bring it up. Don't forget about Rebel casual, Inc. A gaming podcast that's sponsored by Rebel and Plague Inc. That'd be dope. I wish. That would be pretty dope, It'd be better actually. than Raid. No, I, I'd rather stick with my uh, proposal for getting sponsored by MeUndies. Oh, no, we can we can have more than one sponsor. If if I ever get the opportunity, it's going to be that, or I'm going to take the C-Nanners route. Actually, I think it was Gassy Mexican that officially said it. But get sponsored by a company that makes uh, cleansing wipes. A lifetime okay. supply of clean asshole. <laughs> It's a good idea. So anyway, I had a hankering for some real-time strat. And I went and I got Goddess again. That's from 22 Cans, the Peter Molyneux uh, oh my God. developer that I've... he left. I haven't thought about that game in a long-ass time. Yeah. Peter kind Molyneux of funny even he... still alive. Yeah, he's he still start... alive. He started them up and then he just left. Um, I said Steam reviews for Goddess are still shit. Yeah, so the game itself still shit. I don't like it. (laughs) I wanted to play RTS, so I downloaded this game I kind of hate. I still kind of hate it. Well, I didn't actually like the first time I ever played it. I gave it like five minutes and shut it off. Mm. But then I was like, you know, maybe there's something to it. There might be. I I don't know. (laughs) Nope, there isn't. I thought to myself, there uh, might be more to this game. I was wrong. But uh, then I I ended up getting my hands on uh, Walking Dead, the final season. Oh, really? Yeah. How you liking that? I beat it already. Okay. I was about to, isn't it like a down... two to three hour thing? Well, each episode. They're actually meatier than the other seasons, too, in this one. There's, there's less episodes, but they pack in more hmm. but um yeah i sat down and i was like I, I figure i'll play like an episode a week really take in the story and then i immediately benched it it's really good <laughs> self-control what's that hey we're yeah, we're, but... we're in a lockdown yeah. if, that, if i can't if i can't, can't leave really... my house i'm just gonna binge something yeah. yeah, and I I binged this game. I've already started a, a, a another play. I'm gonna say another playthrough. You know, I've never played one of the Telltale Walking Dead games. They're so good. And what I really oh, like, I've heard. I've what I really liked one. in this one 
anyway, what I really what I really liked in this one was they give you a chance to uh, fill in some important decision making from the first two the first three seasons if you don't have them. The the third one, the options for what you did in the third game are kind of funny though because uh, that game fo- had a different protagonist and didn't really focus on Clementine. And so it's just like one choice. Kill this guy or let him live. Pretty much, yeah. Because isn't that like 90% of the choices for the Telltale things? The, ma- the main changes they cause is, does this person live or die? Or uh, do people live or die? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of fates of people, but as far as that being like the whole thrust, that's kind of the first season. The only the only real issue I have with these games is uh, Telltale is not David Cage. It, they're not going to make, like, they still have a narrative to tell. They're not willing to let it get fully out of control. They don't care about filling their games with emotions. <laughs> Ugh. But, but they, there's a lot of there's a lot of choke points where you realize that your decision didn't matter. Well, of course, sir. I mean, that's with any of these choose your adventure games. Welcome to whose I, line is it, anyways? I, I I think that the um I think that the David Cage games really give you freedom. Mm. I still think a lot of the stuff in the David Cage games is all you know. I didn't. I'm not saying. I'm not saying at all that he has a superior game. I'm not comparing him like that. Just you have more choice in the narrative. We don't have to cover all the dumb bullshit about them. All right. His stupid controls and. But I, I don't really care for Telltale's either. Like honestly, with a lot of the a lot of the playable movie games like that genre, it it should just stick to the decision. You don't have to let me walk around to make me feel like I'm playing a game. I don't care about those parts anyway. So you're basically saying it should just do what Bandersnatch did? Yeah. Although those choices were all binary. You couldn't you couldn't uh direct the flow of conversation. Like that's my favorite thing about Telltale. Is that you can, you know, constantly choose your your reply and you can get like way different character arcs. Well, at least way different feelings from it. Love doing the flow of conversation. You want a self-created narrative movie. Yeah, a playable movie is a genre that should be like that should just be a genre of interactive media. Yeah, I mean, it it is yeah. what they were created to be like originally. So these ones, at least with Telltale, it's supposed to be an evolution of the point and click adventure. And I think because I never got into them, that's why the gameplay parts bother me. Simply just a point and click adventure where the only choice is use gun on man. <laughs> I highly recommend not... them. At least it's not the point-and-click adventure where you need to open a door, so you need to scare old man Withers with the spider in the toilet to make him drop his shoe so you can use the shoe sole and the coat hanger to to fashion a handle. Wait, are we talking about Untitled Goose Game now? No. Some some of the things in Goose Game were like that. (laughs) So I hear. I never actually played Untitled Goose Game. It's pretty funny. I so I've heard. I also heard a lot of people say it was overrated though, because everybody started, you know, going a That's little what I'm bit worried nuts about. with the memes. <laughs> I'm worried about getting my hands on Untitled Goose Game and it not living up because of all the hype. Yeah, I have no qualms with it. But you know what? Uh, for all the for all the naysaying, the the Telltale Walking Dead games in particular 
will always have a moment where you ball your eyes out and always have like a, a, an ass clenchingly intense scene. But and why, I like both Clementine, of them. Feeling... Why? I don't know. I don't know if it's always about Clementine and something she did. I've never played any of them. Yeah, you should. I recommend it. Well, apparently this Witcher DLC actually gave animations to vampires trying to drink your blood. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes sense because the whole DLC is about vampires. I mean, just the normal vampires you find out in the world, not the main vampires. I mean, you already finished the main do. story. What did you say, Light? I said, oh, did you already finish the main story? No, I'm just looking for the Witcher gear. Oh. Uh, secondary quest. Well, you got anything else for us, Light? Uh, I started up Splinter Cell Conviction. Oh. Always a good one to play. The be It's yeah. probably the closest thing to a John Wick simulator we have. See, that's why I'm playing it, and I also very much remember it being like a, a more hardcore Batman, but with a gun. Eh, yeah. Also and, true. uh, it's taken a long time to really acclimate to. So I'll have more to report later once I finally get back in the groove. Fair enough. I've been doing shitty, dude. Have you been getting spotted all the time? All the fucking time. I'm on easy. It's embarrassing. None of the controls feel right. Uh, I never realized how shitty frame rates can be. And I question how I ever put up with video games last generation. <laughs> Because they were still good? I don't even have a current-gen console to compare it to, and I'm just noticing, like... Like, I'm no longer... I used to, for a while, I was at that point of just like, it's good enough, dude. It's good enough. And now I'm just like, this is garbage. You've become the very thing you swore to destroy. <laughs> well, I look forward to your further reports on Splinter Cell Conviction. Man, once I'm in the groove, I'm telling you. Fair enough. Uh, I got two this week on my end. So, Epic had a game called For the King. Go on. Store. <laughs> uh, did, he was planning did, on it? Yeah, oh, shit. I, was, I was planning oh, on going on. Anyway, so Epic had a game called For the King free on the store this week, which is basically, it, it's basically D&D. So, you can play it solo, but I played it with a group. Control played it solo. Uh, it's you and up to two friends. And basically, you're exploring this world, doing quests, killing monsters, trying to save the world. At least in the base game. I haven't done any of the DLC content yet. Uh, I mean, it's a pretty fun game. Everything is randomly generated. It's kind of roguelite-y. Is it when you say it's a D and D game? Do you mean like Baldur's Gate? No, this is like it's a hex grid game that's all take turns. So each player takes their movement turn, uh... and then you can like attack stuff. And if your party's in range, everybody will attack, and it'll kind of operate like an old school Final Fantasy game. So everybody stands in a line opposite the enemies and takes their turn. Uh, everything you're saying makes it sound worse to me. I uh, shouldn't have asked. I don't know. I thought it was pretty... I thought it was pretty fun. I don't... I played it on stream, and I can definitely say I don't think it's something I should stream 
in the future. Just it's, it's one of those. It's a game that, while enjoyable, like either you have to have the perfect group to play it with if you plan to stream it to keep it interesting, or you play it, you know, off a stream with a regular group and you could probably get very far. Yeah. And I but mean, it'll take. At, yeah. But it's not something you can finish in like. Like we were playing for like four hours and we didn't even come close to finishing our game. You guys got mm. to like day three or something. Yeah, something like that. I don't know how many days there are in the game, so. Oh, it just keeps going on. To be fair, we got pretty far in the three-day period, though. Except Jad just wanted to spare every skeleton because it played rock music. I mean, yeah. They were rock and roll skeleton bards. Also, yeah, rock and roll skeleton bards, that should be enough to convince you to go download it. <laughs> Even though I'm pretty sure it's not free anymore. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, it is till the 30th. I'm not sure what today is. The 29th. The 29th. So, no. Yeah. So by the time people listen to this, it will not be free anymore. But it's a fun game. Uh, the other one I b played a decent amount of is Predator Hunting Grounds. Like the full release. Dope. All fun. Still janky as shit. Did your uh, match timers get any better? Not really, no. I was still waiting. To to be fair, I was waiting for like three minutes a lot of times. Which, considering other games where you have the 4v1, your wait times to play as anything other than the squad can be very long. True. This one, I mean, they're both about three minutes. And that's just because it's a brand new game and they're not... Uh, I don't know, they didn't fix that from the beta. But apart from that, just the general gameplay. For the humans, it's very kill the shitty AI, do the stupid objectives just to make the Predator know where you are and then gun the Predator down because... That's easier than doing all the objectives. Yeah, and the Predator is, for the most part, pretty squishy. Surprisingly enough. Hmm. Until you get the broken-ass weapons. Yeah, until you get the combi stick, but luckily, while I was playing, nobody had that. I'm sure if I jumped in now, everybody would have that, because I haven't played it in, like, a week. <laughs> because that is another one of those games like Dead by Daylight that is way more fun if you're playing with people who you are I'm friends with. I'm pretty sure any game is more fun with friends. Debatable. Eh, depends on the game. Unless you're friends like, I can play Call. I can play Call of Duty without friends. I can play Halo. Yeah, you well. do that all the time. But, Man, I mean, too late. I'm sorry. Just ignore me. I, anyway, I do play Call of Duty solo frequently. Yeah. I play Halo solo, but this is one of those games that playing it solo, especially unless you're playing as like the Predator, which I don't always want to play as the Predator. Sometimes I actually want to play as the fire team. But not having my friends to play with makes it less fun. Aww. Which which is one of the things for games like that. I mean, yeah. it's, as I've stated in the past, where, no, those styles of games where it's one versus, this, one versus squad, I prefer to play against friends. Yeah. Mostly because I enjoy having banter back and forth about what's going on in the game. 
Exactly. And and you can't have that. Like you can't have the banter with the killer like in like we do in Dead by Daylight. Yeah. Or when we're playing Deceit, the entire call just screaming at each other because somebody's the killer. Sedge. Sedge is the killer. Yeah. Kill him. <laughs> Drop him right so, now. Every time. You know, but if we ever play that game time, again, I'm going but... to start a bet if we ever if we play that game again, I'm gonna start a betting pool. Just like, all right, who wants to take bets on whether or not I am the killer? I mean, as far as I'm concerned, if you're in the game, you're probably the killer. If Control is agreeing with you on anything, he's the killer, too. <laughs> huh. I mean, That's... just because we work very well as a pair of killers. No, it's just that you're so suspicious of everyone and anything whenever you're not the killer. So you being agreeable is suspicious. Actually, I'm usually very agreeable. It's just, yes, I will also be suspicious at the same time. I'm suspicious towards people when I am the killer. Mostly because I like to point blame at other people. Yes. I'm suspicious of Twilight <laughs> all the time because of the one time she made it to the end of the round and only killed me. Yeah, I play as the killer and I don't kill anybody. Except me. I got you as a lethal injection. I didn't actually kill you as a monster. Doesn't matter. You still killed me. Yep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I think that pretty much covers what we've been playing this week. Fairly well. Yeah. So we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. Uh, check out these promos for some other awesome shows, and we'll see you in a minute. I'm Harrison. I'm Jordan. Well, I am Harrison. I'm fucking Jordan. All right. And we're, we're the, the Grief Radio Podcast. Podcast. Let us be your unnatural Sherpa guides on this existential plane of mountainous game and movie exploration. And don't forget about that spookiness that lives within us all. But mainly in you, you spooky bitch. How dare I'm offended. We've been voted the best podcast to listen to by many. By many, that means a few. That's more than one. This ought to be very. We'll see you on the next episode of Grief Burrito. Yeah. Yeah. Hey everyone, it's Anton, host of the Discount Podcast. Look man, monies can suck a lot. The weekend's over, you gotta go back to work. Maybe you can't stand your coworkers, which is likely. Whatever the case may be, we can help you make your Monday just a little bit better. Check out our show, the Discount Podcast, where we talk about nonsense and anything and everything. It's always fun, it's not always politically correct, and it's just us. So tune in and let us make the start of your week not suck quite so much. Available wherever you can listen to podcasts. New episodes up every Monday. Discount Podcast, the DP. You didn't expect it, but you might like it. And we're back. I hope you guys enjoyed those promos. Go check out those awesome shows. Um, so we got a couple pieces of news this week that I think are worthy to cover. Okay. Uh, number one, we got the not the official announcement, the teaser announcement for the new Assassin's Creed. It's going to be yep. Vikings, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. They spent the day drawing a picture of a assassin holding a Viking axe. So, a few things. One, the everybody that contributed to the Ragnarok rumors over the last, like, what, year and a half. The, that was all legit, and all the hints that were dropped in the Ubisoft games were all real. And then, second, I think this was a really cool way to do a teaser. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Watching a pro artist fucking paint is kind of cool. Watching yeah. any art. I mean, watching a good artist do art in general is really cool to watch. That's why I've and been relaxing. debating whether I want to use a, my Twitch account to stream art streams. 
you should. You should. I think I would get less traffic than you in control do. Although I will say I would have been more likely to watch the stream if it was, you know, sped up immensely. A speed paint? I I prefer watching the time lapse. Yeah, but the whole the whole thing with it was they wanted to keep people there and talking, like, oh, what's it gonna be? What's it gonna be? Mm -hmm. And it's just gonna be Assassin's Creed God of War. Well, I get that they were trying to hype it up, but like from the minute that it started, everybody's like, everybody ready for the Vikings? (laughs) Everybody's been calling Vikings for years. Well, I mean, the only other real options they would have is modern day, a remake for Japan instead of the 2D one they had. I thought that one was China. Was it China? Yeah, Yeah, it might have been China. Yeah, Yeah, I think it was China and India. Okay, then. Japan. Yeah. So you'd have ninjas, Vikings, or... One of the world wars. Or maybe throw out all of that and just drop them into some fantasy land. They already did that with Odyssey. <laughs> hmm. You had superpowers in that game. <laughs> That's why and I'm it's s- not completely out of character. That's why I'm saying the new one is just gonna be God of War. That's all it is. It's the new God of War. Maybe Russia. Like Russia would have been a- another. Decent setting. Russia but for a lot of those, you'd have to start going more and more present day. To be fair, I'd be down for a game where you play an assassin in Cold War era Russia. That'd be pretty dope. Because then you can really do the whole spy stealth shit. Yeah, but then at that point, you're just playing Splinter Cell red sky okay fair enough but i mean that can be said with any of these games though like you do any setting it's like this is just ghost recon this is just splinter cell this is just uh well but that's it's why they've kept to more of a old-timey setting yes like once you start adding semi-automatic weapons you start getting to the point of losing a lot of what would make it Assassin's Creed. I still say, I still say they've already lost what makes it Assassin's Creed. Yes, they've added superpowers. I'm not denying that. But at the same time, I mean, is that really I, I'm more okay with that than I would really be considering that the game started with you traveling back in time using the genetic memories from a magic machine? It's not a magic machine, but whatevs. Um, no, it, well, and that was the thing. That was supposed to be I mean, some, it's kind of a magic machine. That was supposed to be some major twist at the end of the game that got screwed up. Yeah. And in so far as recreating history from genetic memory it's far-fetched but i wouldn't classify it as magic whereas in odyssey no it was literally your character was using just shy of superpowers yeah 
At least for uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, the closest you got to that was the Direction evil side stuff. And... Holy shit. The something about robots? Yeah, the hyper robot. Yeah, but they they even explained the eagle sight though. That was legitimately just your eagle. Yeah. Super Still roboting. <laughs> he thinks we're roboting, probably. Um, nope. But I know it's me. In like for the animus and stuff like that, I can play that off. That you know, miss. Mystery hypertech, fine. It's a science-esque thing. I mean, it used to just be the closest thing they had to magic was the Apple of Eden. Which, as gets explained throughout the course of the gameplay, was just... No, this is just super high-tech. Mm -hmm. like, to the point that, yeah, this is from civilizations eons before us that were hyper-advanced. And they kind of tried to do that with Odyssey, saying that, oh yeah, it's all linked to that as well, but they they did a poor job with that one. Agreed. I don't know. I didn't... I didn't really like uh, Origins, and I never played Odyssey. I still haven't played Odyssey. Mysterious plummeting cattle. What? She's still playing Witcher. I know she's still playing Witcher. That's that's an awesome name for a contract. Origins was the last AC to interest me. I I didn't want Greeks or sailing. I think my only issue with Origins was uh, traveling took forever. Mm -hmm. That was my only issue with it, really. My my main issue with Origins is they took away the effectiveness of the Hidden Blade. Because they added in that stupid leveling system. Because yeah. it's going more and more RPG. And when my connection was total garbage just a second ago, that's what I was asking you guys. Are you satisfied with the like uh, direction that AC has gone gameplay-wise? No. I hate it. That's why I never played Odyssey. That style of gameplay for what I want from an Assassin's Creed game is... That's not what I look for for in Assassin's Creed. There's a hundred other RPGs I can go play that are much better designed than AC. I agree. Yeah, it's and that's the thing. It was like... In fact, I was hoping that it would be more of a... a, a I'm sorry to cut you off there, Control... Uh, I see more of its own totem in the stealth game genre that instead of going RPG like it would continue this trend of being like the best of both worlds blend for Last of Us and Uncharted like mm. an adventure game with good stealth yeah I mean I'm on record as saying Black Flag is one of my favorites and that had great assassin mechanics on the ships I'll st I still think uh, Assassin's Creed 2 was one of the best. Oh, agreed. Assassin's Creed 2 is the best Assassin's Creed. Because it had the best melding of stealth, 
in combat, you had enemies that would get stronger, but all enemies were insta-kill if you got an assassination on them. Because mm -hmm. guess what? You're jabbing a blade into their neck. I don't really know of many th things, especially people, that can survive that. But when you got into actual combat, it still felt fluid. You know, your hits and their hits still had impact. Yes, you would get better weapons, but it was never like, oh, this is a level two longsword. It deals this much more damage than your level one. You do have, like, levels to your swords, but it was like, yeah, you found this relic of a sword. Or this sword swings a bit faster, but hits a little less hard. It was never... Well, yeah, you went from 100 damage to 500 damage. Congratulations! Well, yeah, it was always, hey, what fits your play style? Because you had the fast swords that, you know, could stun lock enemies into oblivion, but they didn't do a lot of damage. Yep. Or you had the big swords that hit like a truck, but took forever to wind up. Yeah. And I think Assassin's Creed 2 even had, like, pole arms and war hammers. Yes, it did. So. I, um, I never really played Assassin's Creed 2 beyond the opening. That That it's is a shame, shame honestly. It's and a... deep down, I secretly really like 3. And not so deep down, I think you're wrong. <laughs> Your opinion three of that game is wrong. <laughs> 3 had its moments, but at the same time, there were other parts of it that just didn't mesh. Oh, yeah. 3 yeah. and Unity both were kind of fundamentally broken. Syndicate was decent. Mm-hmm. But Syndicate was also more about the fighting than the stealthing. Yeah. Uh, well, depending on which sibling you were playing as. Um, And then 4 was just, how big of a cannon can we mount to our ship? I, I talk up the... 4 was like, off the broadside! I know I talk up the stealth mechanics of Assassin's Creed and how I miss them, but then I'm on record as saying one of my favorite ones is the one where you play a pirate. I mean, it's yeah. you. Yeah. Kind of your kink. You I, can miss stealth mm. mechanics and also like being a pirate. That's fair. It is possible. I don't know. I I just don't think that the new... I don't think I'm going to pick up the new Assassin's Creed. I'll just... No, we have God of War. Yeah, exactly. We have God of War. <laughs> Hell, we have For Honor. Hmm. Just play those and forget Assassin's Creed. Basically. I will probably never reinstall For Honor. I know I won't be reinstalling For Honor. That game infuriates me. Yeah. Why? It's... It's a fighting game where you can get shanked in the back in the middle of a fight. What's wrong with that? I, I wouldn't even Wait. say that's the issue with it. The issue with it is half the mechanics don't make sense at times because they the idea of it, it is rock, paper, scissors. You have three directions that you can angle your attack from. 
the defender has three directions that they can defend from attacks from. So it's a matching game, but certain characters have counters that they can do, and other characters have a rage that they can build up, which if they pull it off before they die, so they get hit enough that the their meter fills up, they go into a literal invulnerable state. The One of the few times I played it, I had a point where there were three of us going after one guy. And he was somehow surviving everything, popped off his stupid ultimate, and killed all three of us. And it was... I think I'm pretty sure that day is the day I uninstalled the game. Because it was like, how the... How the shit does that work? Where three people are literally bashing down on this guy with a polearm, a sword, and a mace, and all of a sudden we're all dead. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, fuck, I'll pass fuck on for that. Honor. <laughs> Man, this is just the shit on Ubisoft episode, isn't it? Well, if Ubisoft would start putting out good games again, I'd stop shitting on them. Yeah, I mean, they've destroyed another one of my favorite franchises recently, you know, the Ghost Recon games. Even though I've heard they've breakpoints gotten better. <laughs> but you still can't convince me to buy it. If I get it for free, sure, but can't convince me to spend money on a game that dicks you over. <laughs> With microtransactions and that kind of bullshit because ghost recon breakpoint from what i remember reading did the same thing that odyssey did a lot of pain uh, for... i think you mean random item purchases by the way dicks you over with surprise random item purchases no yeah because it's not surprise random items it's like xp boosters and shit and yeah, you can buy xp right. boosters and you can technically pay to unlock certain guns. But I, I mean, I'd love the specificity of what the microtransactions are. I'm just that's what the ESRB has them labeled as now. Yeah. So the ESRB came out it's with It's not a... gambling anymore, it's random items. Oh, fuck off. Random items are gambling. Yeah. Their whole thing with the random item thing on the back of the boxes is just irritating because that could be mean so many different things so buy your really loot crates mean, today yeah it's uh, it, really it just it, means we're trying to get around this law yeah it's extra infuriating because it's so small it's it's like a subcategory of the you can purchase DLC. Um and by calling it random items instead of saying microtransactions or loot boxes, the it just further obfuscates it from parents and other people who aren't necessarily in the know. Cause I mean, loot box at least is a little well known. Random item doesn't mean jack shit. But that's their whole thing. They don't want parents to stop buying these games for their kids because they've heard so many bad things about loot boxes. Yeah. It's so, uh 
it's weird that if you let an industry police itself, that things could turn out not perfect. Yeah, but the problem is if you let other people police the industry, then that doesn't help That'd either. Be worse. <laughs> that could be even worse. Yeah. There, there's no winning in this situation. They're the just mitigating the bad. The only people who can police this in the gaming industry are the consumers, and half the consumers don't give a shit. Like, they'll just keep playing the games and... Because half of them are kids. Yeah. With unlimited access to their parents' credit cards. I wouldn't say unlimited, but... Some of them do. Yeah, some of them do. Some, but that's not the half. Did I say half? I thought I just said some. You had said half previously, but regarding people that don't care. And of that half, there are plenty that have regular access to the parents' credit cards. This is true. I think I just got Gerald high as a kite. <laughs> but outside of that, I, I haven't really seen much key news about gaming myself. Nope. Oh. I got a couple uh, things. Is one of them the release dates for Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima, and uh, Destroy All Humans? That's what I was thinking of. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting about Destroy All Humans. No, it's actually none of those. Yeah. Well, let me just say those quick. Yeah, we got release dates for Ghost of Tsushima uh, June 17th. I Phantom believe. Fish Mom, June 17th. Um. Last of Us Part 2 is June 19th, and Juneteenth. I believe Destroy All Humans is June 29th. Oh, see, I thought that one was coming out first. Well. I've been doing a bad job keeping up on that. Like, I'm really pumped about it, and yet it constantly slips my mind. It slips my mind until it appears on my Google feed. Because I don't think yeah. about Destroy Humans all that often. It's also June 21st. Mm. But yeah, like a new trailer drops and I'm like, oh yeah, that exists. Yeah. To be fair, the first trailer they did for it, still great. But that's because I'm a massive Rammstein fan, so. Cool. Anyway, like, what, excuse me, what were you going to say? Uh, well, a quick one, I wanted to point out that our boy Jason Schreier and um, another editor, uh, Maddie Myers, are both leaving Kotaku. Well, it's a sad day for Kotaku. It could be. It could also be a great opportunity for Kotaku to rise up and become the best by hiring somebody even better than Schreier. This is true. Me, oh, by no. the way. I get all the hot scoops. I could definitely blood, sweat, and pixels. Psh, I'll do a better book than that. I would like to point out that this is you calling this out, not the yeah, rest oh, of us. Yeah. yeah, completely unrelated to the gaming casual podcast, Schreier, I, I, I will fight you. No, oh, God. Oh, dear God. For this position that you're leaving. So, um... Blood in, blood yeah. out. 
<laughs> exactly. That's how the Kotaku crew rolls. But yeah, so I think obviously they're going to hire me. I, I don't know if I'll take it or not yet. But um, I'll let you know when they come beckoning at my door, which we know they will because I get all the hot skins. Well, but uh, tangentially related to your news about Last of Us coming on Juneteenth, um, Naughty Dog's been in the news a lot lately. Have they? Mm-hmm. Is it about Crunch? For crunch. That's yep. what I thought. Yep, yep. And uh, and it's very interesting because uh, this isn't the first time it's happened, and it kind of reminds me... Uh, I went I went through a whole path because there's nothing else to do during, you know, self-isolation and whatnot. I went through a, a whole path of, remember when Amy Hennig left, there were rumors swirling that it was because of the crunch of Uncharted 3 and uh, The Last of Us. And she had actually done preliminary work on Uncharted 4 by that point before getting replaced after she left. She leaves, and then she forms that studio uh, well, that was doing the Star Wars game. I say forms, but she literally joined a studio that we all know the name of if we just said it. But was it Respawn? I don't think anybody can. Was it Respawn? I don't think it was Respawn. No, it could. No, it's not Respawn because Respawn does Titanfall and stuff. Damn, uh, it's like Pandemic or something. I can't remember off the top of my head. It's one of the EA studios that got shut down, so, well, you know, take your fucking pick. Uh, I don't think Pandemic exists anymore. Yeah, yeah. I'm, they they shut down. Um, who did uh, Dead Space? Uh, Volition. Maybe it's them. No, not Volition. Volition does Saints Row. Whatever. Way, she she started that... Yeah, and I remember them talking about how she had reorganized it to be more like Naughty Dog. And that was basically democratizing the uh, entire workplace where... Uh, it sounds so stupid to say out loud. Where, like, a level designer could go over to, like, an art person and talk to them about something, you know, work it all out. It seems like that's how it should always be, but that's not how uh, developers are usually structured. Insanity. Also, I think it was that could visceral. almost be the name of the studio. It was visceral. There games. you go. Yep. Um. But yeah, and I was just thinking about crunch in general. I've seen a resurgence on uh, L.A. Noir. That reminds me of Brendan McNamara's Crunch and all the times that Rockstar came under. And still comes under fire. Yeah, and uh, the crunch got so bad that apparently somebody leaked a bunch of spoilers for. He died, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> I I wasn't sure if it was me, but yes, as Light was about to say before the gods cut him off for talking ill of Last of Us. Um, yeah, the crunch caused a bunch of Last of Us spoilers to get leaked. <laughs> I'm sorry, Light, I took your thunder on that. Don't hurt me. Is he actually gone? I think he's still in call, but uh yeah, he's just completely just straight up <laughs> obliterated, not saying a word anymore. Oh dear. Oh, there he goes. Well then. And now <laughs> we wait. <laughs> eh. I mean, unless you have other news. Well, I don't want to take this news away away from him. 
You uh, you alive there, Chief? Is he back? I'm back. Okay. Oh. All right. So I did just tell all the nice people what you were about to say. So why don't you finish your thought there? I don't know where I cut off. You literally said caught like the crunch caused a bunch of lat, and that's where it ended. Oh, how did you finish it? A bunch of Last of Us spoilers got leaked. Hey, yeah, that yeah. So one uh, disgruntled employee leaked spoilers. The thing about the spoilers, though, is it was in the form of video. Like I just found this out because I was trying to stay away from it. But it was in video, so it wasn't like somebody just posting up like, "Hey, here's what happens in Last of Us 2. Like you could legitimately go watch it. Huh. Yeah. Luckily, I managed and to like, avoid most of that. I know, but do you know how hard it is for me to to avoid that? I know. I feel like I could just watch one video. Like I'm, I'm sitting here scratching my chest, like just one, man. It'll be fine. Won't ruin the whole game. Yes. Two hours later, he's seen every cutscene. Yeah, he won't even need to play the game anymore. It's just like, so I know everything that happened in happens in Last of Us Part Two. Do you guys want to know? No. No, I really want to know. And then I just accidentally just keep blurting it out. This is just like whenever Ellie. I think at this that is bad point, finding out that Joel's you. dead. Can't believe Joel was dead the whole time. Oh God! You know, if you're right, people are gonna hang us from the rooftop, right? I no, considered it, but I weighed it against the fact that you know we've all been saying Joel was dead since the first teaser, and he's probably not. That's fair. They wouldn't hang us but, off from the rooftop, just him. Uh, one final thing, and then I think I have nothing else to talk about. Um, I don't really like watching Let's Plays, and I should have brought this up during my What Have You Been Playing, but I don't know where it goes. I don't really like watching Let's Plays, but on the subject of Last of Us, Troy Baker and Nolan North did a definitive playthrough of The Last of Us. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's kind of frustrating to watch because, uh, like, at least during regular gameplay stuff, because Troy Baker knows the game enough because he's played it before. He knows the game enough that he remembers bits and pieces, but he hasn't played it in so long that he's terrible at it. That's hilarious. And then no... Yeah, and it's, but, like, you get to watch him sometimes be like, yeah, man, right over there is where you gotta go, and you're like, no, it's the other side, you're thinking of a different area. Or, like, at the very beginning, he's like, I'm trying to find these letters from Ish, and I'm like, that's the Pittsburgh level, man, you got a while before you get there. Um, but, uh, Nolan North has never experienced it at all. And then throughout it, they'll bring on guests, like, they bring on the actress who plays Joel's daughter at the beginning, they bring on, uh, uh, tests they bring on you know just everybody that they can get they bring them on as a guest for those episodes well that's neat i'll have to check that out it's really really good and it was really fun to watch the beginning which i'll stay spoiler free just because of the content and context now but the beginning you know right before the title starts the moment yeah and uh it was fun watching uh the two actors who went through all the hell if you know the backstory of like how they got that scene done. Because uh, it's Troy Baker and the the other actress. Um, those two are reacting like they're getting ready because they remember this moment. You could see that on their face. And then Nolan North experiencing it all for the very first time. 
having never seen that scene or anything, at best people talked around it in conventions. And then you, the player, if you're somebody who's familiar with the game already, getting to watch both of them knowing what you know. It's a, it was a really interesting experience. I'm going to have to go and watch that because, yeah, I'm curious now. Yeah, at least that first episode, man. Yeah. But uh, you got anything else for us? or That's it. I'm out. All right. Well, I think that's a good place for us to wrap it up this week then. Thank you all for listening. Uh, Control, where can people find you? Well, as always, you can find me on Twitch with uh, twitch.tv slash controlfreak. Otherwise, you can hunt me down on Facebook at ZGuruReview, where, much like we do here, I just kind of blather on about my opinions on things that I like. And for all our wealthier listeners, you can literally, with the right, with the right amount in Patreon, hunt him down. I mean, I'd rather you not actively hunt me down. That, that, <laughs> that could probably go bad. Don't worry, dude. It's a hundred dollar tier. How many people could possibly afford it? A lot if they thought they could do it. We don't even have the Patreon up yet. <laughs> Light, where can people find you? Um, uh, I guess Twitter at Kinkago. I don't have any anything to. Fair enough. Twy. Uh, I'm on DeviantArts and in usually in their Twitch streams under Midnight Direwolf. And you can find this podcast wherever you're currently listening to it, as well as on Twitter at GamingCasualPod. And you can find me on Twitch.tv slash LordSedge and on Twitter at Sedge underscore gaming. So, thank you for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Hasta la bye-bye. Okay.